Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spider Duck Gaming, Episode 6. Um, and we just want to let you know that Frank is dead. Yeah, it's... Uh... Dead tired of dealing with Timmy's shit. So he just didn't show up tonight. Yeah. Um, or he could be sick. One of the two. I think the first one might be true. I drove him away with, with, my, with my impenetrable arguments. If only your asshole was impenetrable. That's a bit. Um, See, that's not. But, but we all know. We all know it's not. <laughs> it escalated quickly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Escalated into uh, Hate Tim Town. Anyway. Uh, yeah, just me and Trevor tonight. The old. The we're classic. Going, we're, going, we're going old school. Old school, yeah. We're going OG. Uh, excuse me. We're all right OG up, up in here. <laughs> um... So obviously, so, Halo Four came out. Did it? Yeah, yeah. That and came I, out. That's a game that exists. Indeed, sir. And that is the game of the moment. That is the game that we're probably going to spend most of this podcast uh, talking about. So, anything else that we want to talk about, we should probably get that out of the way first. Yeah, I would say, what um, are we playing? But we're both playing Halo, Halo Four. I mean, I played part. a. I played a little bit of Toe Jam and Earl today. That's cool. Um, going back in time, they just released it uh, along with the second one uh, as a Sega Vintage Classic on um, Xbox Live Arcade. How um, many points is it? It was ten bucks. Okay. Um, and for Toe Jam and Earl, I'd say it's worth it. Game's still fun. Um, the first one? Yeah. Okay. The first one is. I haven't actually ever played the second one. I, I hear it's not very good because it's completely not exact, not the same as, as it's the a first side one. scroller. Isn't yeah, it? it's like a yeah. side scrolling platformer. Um, but yeah, especially with a game that was all about you know exploring the world and you know picking up your presence and I'm getting them shoes, those rocket shoes. Yeah, dude, rocket shoes and and high tops where you run faster, yeah. jump higher. Like those high tops were infused with HGH. So I don't know what that uh, means. Well, you know, Lance Armstrong probably oh, okay, okay. promoted Toe Jam and Earl back in the day because he knew. Probably. He knew. <laughs> he knew um, what was going on. Can you throw tomatoes at people in that game too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that, was, like your that was your weapon of choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your weapon of choice was tomatoes. It has been a so, while since I played Toe Jam. Yeah, but. it's it's still fun though. Like I still enjoyed playing it. Yeah, um, I remember being, it was kind of a revolutionary thing at the time when if you got too far apart. Yeah, screen split. it split. Yeah, yeah, that was, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, now, um, <laughs> now most games don't even have split screen. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's somehow outdated now or something. I don't know. But um, it's like, what the heck? You guys don't have the internet. That's dumb. Wow, that's a sign of how old a game is. When like split screen was like a revolutionary. <laughs> I know. At right? that time, now it's like archaic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> split screen what matter of beast is this <laughs> and uh, we also uh, you've been playing Hotline Miami which you just let yes. me play for about an hour yeah it, probably. Was, it was probably over an hour probably actually. yeah the time well, like flies when you're playing that game yeah um, um, what can you say about that that's Hotline Miami is pardon my French fucked up it is um, it, it seems but it's really be, fun it, uh, we haven't finished it yet so we don't know like, yeah we're like halfway through it it seems like a message game like, yeah it's one of those like meta what do they call that postmodern games yeah uh, games that are able way, to yeah. be playable games but at the same time it's like they're self-analyzing yeah um and I, I i don't know from what i've seen so far what the message is i'm guessing it's some kind of psychosis that yeah that's to. that's what i think too but i mean the, the game is basically it's top down and an eight bit yeah and you're obviously a hitman of, of some kind or a, yeah or a, a or psychopath a, or something just a, yeah <laughs> of sorts like a like a like a janitor of, of like pe- of people that nobody that are you know <laughs> that people want to get rid of and yeah every mission starts out you're 
you wake up in your apartment and you get a phone call or you have a message on your phone you answer it and it's some kind of like euphemism like yeah there's a guy down at the cleaning store who's not paying his bill so we'd like (laughs) to go down there and talk him into it which obviously means kill Kill him with a pipe (laughs) yeah or or it'll be like hey um we need a babysitter so (laughs) um this is the address go down there and make sure you teach these guys a lesson and make sure it really gets through sometimes there's not it doesn't even hint like it's just like yeah we have some issues with uh there's a leaky pipe down at the hotel so if you could just fix that uh blah 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 blah. and then you go down there and it's just another room full of guys with guns and you have to kill them with your hammer um it's (laughs) and and, i mean i like i was saying though it kind of has some kind of some kind of message behind it like in in between these these blocks of levels it has that this part where you go into this room and there's three three chairs and it's a chicken and a horse and an owl and an owl and then they're all talking to you and they're basically asking you questions like do you enjoy killing people um (laughs) and and if you're playing hotline miami the answer is yes you do yeah even if you don't didn't before you will because it's just so and it's very it's very eight bits it's top yeah and it's very to enjoy killing so much especially for tim smith who is like he's the paladin i do i don't like killing people but so, having said that you know you don't you don't really kill well no there was that one part where you kind of had to kill but we don't know what he did to get in that chair so yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> um, and then there was the part with the the the, the almost dead hooker who was whacked out on heroin yeah you know walked in i'm like oh i'm gonna have to take out the hooker now but no you don't i don't mean to spoil things for it but you don't have to kill the hooker um that's not a spoiler that's just <laughs> i hope nobody finds that to be a spoiler like tim told me about the hooker I don't even want to play oh, anymore. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Can't play Hotline Miami now. <laughs> but, I mean, it takes place... It's 1989 in <clears throat> in Miami. Yeah. And so it play. You know, it, it's a top... It's, again, it could have been on the NES, basically. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it's it's very, very addicting. Um, even if you don't buy into whatever message or whatever story it's trying yeah, to Yeah, even the gameplay is just it's solid, really yeah. good, yeah. I mean, it, it does take a nod from, like, Super Meat Boy with, like, you know, it's yeah, a mistake like, you, you make is punished by death. Yeah. It's, it's one hit kills for everybody around. Um, but as soon as you die, you push a button and you're back up and you go for it. Yeah. Uh, and that's... It's very like, much trial and error. Yeah, like, and that's what like makes it so yeah. addicting. Like, you, like I, I, you could see how, like, in one minute I could do, like, three runs through a level yeah. trying to do it. Um, and and yeah, it's it's a very unique. It's a game I definitely want to want to finish, and when I finish, I want to talk more about it. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious to see where that story goes. But just from a pure gameplay perspective, it is it's an awful it's lot great, of fun. and it's only ten dollars on Steam. Yeah, and it works. It plays very well. Is it only playable with a gamepad? Or no, something? you can use it with keyboard and mouse. I preferred it with the gamepad. Yeah, it seems like it's um, made for the gamepad. Yeah, like so. it, it's even though it's it's really funny. They just actually patched in the gamepad support on Monday. Because <laughs> all the dialogue makes reference to the right. Game yeah, they pat. Yeah, they patched in all that stuff. So, that's, that's, so that's yeah, thorough, I mean, I mean, yeah, uh, that, that's a way. That's the way to patch something like that yeah, in for sure. Right. Um, and it it feels seamless. Um, it to me, it's, it feels really weird if you're not playing it with like an Xbox 360 controller. Okay, I mean, it would kind of be like playing Geometry Wars with the with the keyboard after yeah. playing it. You know, but um, it's playable, but it is very different and it's yeah. much more comfortable with that controller. I'm sure. Uh, what else to say about Hotline Miami? The soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, it's it's like it's got some you know drive dark wave stuff going on. And dark it's, wave. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, but it's it's really catchy. No, it totally just is. Like you know, it, it's kind of it, it's like it's great music to kill people too. Yeah, it, it's kind of a throwback to like eight bit MIDI music, but at the same time, it, it kind of has like that. What did you call it? Dark wave. Yeah, dark, dark wave. wave. Okay, is that a genre? Yes. Yeah. It, it's like the same kind of music they used in Drive. Yeah, okay. okay. The Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good movie, yeah. 
It was, it was. Yeah, Hendrix. Well, I love that. Yeah. You guys couldn't see the motion. I was on my hand with the... I probably shouldn't tell anybody Yeah, you probably shouldn't it. really... It's been out for a year. Fuck hey. off. <laughs> Fuck off. You haven't seen it yet. I don't give a damn. You had a lot of time. <laughs> anyway. It's a really good movie. It's available on Netflix. It is. Go it's watch solid. it. Not really, not, really, not, not really a rewatcher. Like a repeat viewer. I, say. I can understand why you wouldn't want to, but I think I'm going to at some point. At Maybe some in point. my life I might, but it's yeah. not one I would buy, I guess. But this is not a movie podcast. so uh, Yeah, we have one of those. Go to uh, spiderduckneetwork.com and check out the uh, Trevor Neon Talk Show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so you mentioned right before we started this that there was a CNBC list of the 10 most anticipated games of the year. Yeah, so these... According to CNBC, which you know, if I'm going for game news, obviously <laughs> no I'm going to on the industry. Quite CNBC, you like know, CNBC, yes, I, they're my go-to. I, I mean, I know. I mean, like anytime I want to see the review for you know a game coming out, I definitely go to CNBC right. and see you know what Matt Lauer has to say about absolutely <laughs> an avid Halo player, Mr. Lauer. Um, so these are the ten must-have video games this holiday season of 2012 in case you haven't noticed this is probably not going to (laughs) be so it starts off it starts off you know well number 10 halo 4 no okay number 10 is dishonored which i should understand but it is a good game yeah it's it's a yeah it's a solid game and and whether whether you like all the parts of it or or not it's it's a good game and it's a I, solid competent it, yeah and, and that makes sense on a top 10 list I could see why that would be on a top guess, 10 list yeah. um, so then the next on the list just so happens to be oh what what is one of my favorite games this year actually are you asking let me guess wrestling no XCOM Enemy Unknown. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so far I'm really on board so, with yeah. this list. So, so far, so far, so far, so good. So far, so good, CNBC. Alright. You're you know, it seems like you've done a little bit of research, mm-hmm. you know. So so let, let, let's go to let's go to the next one on the list. Can you give me like a, a hand signal when it's gonna take a, a nosedive for the worst? <laughs> a hand signal. Um we have actually another another good game. Um Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Um, the the, yeah, the episodic game, okay. um, which which is really really good. Um, I still haven't played. Oh, uh, they're so good. Um, they're they're way more story driven experiences, but that's a good thing. Um, they're basically like many role playing games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, I still need to finish episode three and play through episode four, um, which I'll, I will probably do pretty soon. But uh, but yeah, they're excellent games, and so far this list is is a okay. I'm giving book. it my yeah. approval so far. Yeah. Question now of how so far, bad, yeah, uh, what how dark the turn <laughs> it takes. So this one, I can see why it's on the list. Wait, number six. It or could seven. be. Um, this would be one of those two. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know if it's still a must-have anymore, but uh, Diablo three. Um, okay, I, I could see that at least in terms of uh, yeah, like it, what, what is this list again? It, it's the, the just a top ten, 10? must have video games this holiday season. Oh, okay. Even yeah. though it's been out since June, it's kind of this is clearly somebody who's not like on the inside, right? It's it's more someone being like, what's gonna be popular? Which yeah. I mean, anybody for Diablo, like all the people that really wanted Diablo, have probably it have it already, and it, it's a game that doesn't have a glowing. Like 
It doesn't um, have like the community response that previous Diablo games. It, yeah, the community doesn't really like Diablo three a whole lot. Yeah, is is basically like the hardcore Diablo person. You know, is not a fan. Right. They would they'll go for the Torchlight two. Which which. Uh, Activision Blizzard did announce that they are working on an expansion for Diablo 3. Of course they are. Um, which doesn't surprise me. Um, that'll probably be out in, you know, four years. Because Blizzard's well, schedule. Diablo... Diablo well, that, well, that was, that was next, years next year we have... Next year Blizzard is doing the StarCraft expansion. The next um, one in the series? Like the next campaign? Yeah, like... The, yeah, the how they split up that campaign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, Diablo three. It's I mean, it's kind of I mean, belongs. It, yeah, but it's, I'm not. It's not a deal breaker, right? <laughs> not a good game either. The next one, which to me should probably be higher on the list, and it's the game we'll talk about a ton later. This is like number five. Halo four. Halo is four. Five? Yeah. So there's four more that aren't Halo 4 on this list. Yeah. Is one of them Borderlands? Can you tell me that? Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, Tim Smith. We will see. Because, you know... Assassin's Creed 3 has to be in the top four. Okay. And it being Let's... above four, Halo kind of picks me up. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So so Halo. Halo's on the list. Um, right. I'd probably put it, you know, one or two. It would have been one for me. Yeah. Are you surprised? I saw you made a face. <laughs> No, just internet troubles. Oh, okay. This one is 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 weird. Um, which it's kind of it's kind of interesting that they put this on there. Um, I haven't played it yet. I actually do want to try it. Uh, it's uh, the PSN release. Uh, Popo and Yo. Wait, is this um, the one from Studio Ghibli? This is the one um, where it's it's basically about a. a ch- about child abuse. Um, basically, you play as a boy um, who's doing puzzles uh, and stuff like that throughout the world. And the monster um, is his dad. The monster is representative of his dad. Okay. So, it, while it's probably very good, uh, like a, a good game, and I don't know if I would put it's it on a top like ten a, like must have like video games I, for I think, the holiday season. Like yeah, I think there's a top ten list of the year that it would fit into, but the top ten must have titles. Yeah, like it, it certainly should like be it, number four, it, three or four. Whatever like it, it could is. go in a top ten downloadable titles this year. Yeah, or, or top something 10 like most that. Interesting. Yeah, or, yeah, or you know, or top ten games with a message. Yeah, you know, or something. Um, but it's it's just it's really weird to be on this list. Um, I mean, this isn't something that. That ruins my opinion of the list. It's just, it's just an odd choice, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So go down from here. <laughs> I'm guessing the number one is what's going to really just throw this into the. Oh no, no! Here it is, the head. So, so, okay. Just remember, everybody. This is CNBC. Yeah. Next one on the list. Nintendo Land. Which is your Wii U mini game collection? Yeah, that looks like utter, utter poopy shit. Poopy butts. Yes, poopy butts. Absolutely looks like poopy butts. Um, why this is on the list, I have no idea. Because if there was a Wii U list, Wii U game deserving to be on this list, it would be Rayman Legends. I couldn't make a top ten Wii U games like. 
What, like it would if to... if I made a top ten Wii U game list, you would have to. Nintendo populate. Land would not be on that list. That speaks volumes to their yeah. So like more choices. It just it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, um, I, other than the fact that it, it just seems like Nintendo marketing. Again, I feel like it, um, it's more the choice of, of of the title of this list. Like Nintendo Land would be like in one of like most important games of the year because it's it's obviously a. But I also don't launch. think. I think the only way that that game's gonna sell. Yeah. Is in the bundle with the Wii U, the the people that are not buying the bundle. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna buy Nintendo Land. I think they're gonna buy Zombie U. Yeah, yeah. and I think they're gonna buy like if they're gonna buy a Nintendo Nintendo title, they're gonna yeah. buy a New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Probably, but still, I think it is like of all the, the Wii U games coming out, if you had to pick one game that defines the Wii U launch, it's probably Nintendo Land. That, that's most closely associated with the launch of the yeah. Wii U. Because that, so, that's the one they're promoting heavily, which, yeah. I mean, if I were Nintendo, I'd probably promote New Super Mario Bros. U. If more. I were Nintendo, I wouldn't be. Well, I yeah. I mean, the, 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 I would have a better game to put out, but... The previous we launched with a Zelda and Wii Sports. So you yeah. could play Zelda, and when you were bored with Zelda, you could bowl in your house. Like, yeah. It was a big deal. This is not a big deal. No, but it's it, not. It is still important for purely for everything that's riding on that game of shoulders. That's why it would be, but for the list of the top ten must have, yeah, it's I, not no. even in my top fifty must have. No. <laughs> so. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, so now this list has tanked, and it can, it can only go up from here. I should say at this point. What yeah, like um, actually, actually, maybe this list isn't so so bad. Um, Nintendo Land is probably the worst part, but I, I haven't gotten to number one. Next is uh, Journey. The PSN release. Okay. Um, which is an order of importance? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay, so um, again, I don't think Journey should be... Right, and, and Journey... They're talking about the Journey Collector's Edition, which they released at retail yeah. um, on a disc. But let's be honest. Like, I love Journey. I thought it was great. But it's literally like an, like an hour and a half experience. Yeah. Like, and to have this as a must-have, I don't know if that's true. And it's also not for everybody. It's more for the people that would appreciate what they're trying to do with it. Because it's made by the same guys who did, like, Flow and Flower. It's for people It's more like, like an art game. Yeah, people who are really into game design or art. Right, exactly. That, yeah. It's it's not like, it's not like you know, your Halos or your Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like, your big, you know, blockbuster, like, that everybody's going to get into. And Nobody's, like, sitting at waiting for Christmas so they can open up their copy of exactly. Journey. Like, like, I mean, I'm sure there's some hardcore gamers that would love to have the collector's yeah. edition you know on a disc and stuff yeah, like I yeah myself but it, heck it's yeah but you know not it shouldn't belong it shouldn't be on this list no either. no definitely definitely not it belongs um, on a list but not this list so so then we have are we at number one yet i thought that was number one i would just <laughs> well And then we have Assassin's Creed 3. Okay. Is that number one? That is number one, yes. I've heard it. I mean... It's, well, we, we talked it's a good about game. it last week. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of people that I talk to, different people have different things to say about it. But uh, Actually, I skipped over number two. No. Number two is Black Ops 2. Borderlands 2 didn't even register. Borderlands 2 not even on that list. Travis. Which, it should have been above uh, Paponia, Journey, and, <laughs> and well, yeah, I would personally, I would say Black Ops Two. Yeah. I mean, it, it should have been on that list, even like, in, especially instead of Nintendo Land. Yeah. I mean, you have Nintendo Land on that list, and you don't have Borderlands Two. 
Um, so not the throw up in my mouth list I was expecting, but not a great list. No, it's not at all. Um, you can tell they're they're not like they're not. A, a video game. Yeah, it's like somebody's centric mom website. Who this list, yeah, <laughs> it's like, somebody's mom who reads Nintendo like, Power and she's taking a poop. It's like, hey, let's look <laughs> let's look at like Amazon's top ten video games, and then yeah. make this decision or which games are in the GameStop ad this week. Oh, Journey's there. Okay, that must be a really good one Nintendo for the whole family. Nintendo Power closed, didn't it? it shut down. Uh, no, their last issue is in December. Oh, okay. which shutting down. Actually, uh, Future Media, who also does the official PlayStation magazine, they're yeah. also shutting the official PlayStation magazine down because it's in December too as well. Expensive to make to print something. Yeah, in, in, um, in the e world. What the problem is is like they didn't go digital with that stuff. Yeah. Um, which uh, everything's going digital. The I mean, if you have like a Kindle Fire or a tablet, you can read your magazines on that, yep. and that's awesome. Um, that's why like I, I don't think uh, magazines. Well, a because GameStop sells it, but like Game Informer is going anywhere because they've they've made the transition yeah. to a digital product. Um, plus the fact that you know. Every GameStop employee asks you if you have a damn card. Um, to be that that's attached to a loyalty program, I don't think that that magazine no. is any danger. No, it's not. I think it would still be more cost of, cost effective for them to just do a print, uh, a, an e version. That's pretty much where they're going. That um, makes sense, yeah, because it yeah. is expensive to. It's not terribly expensive to print stuff like that, but it's one way to cut costs. That's why you don't have manuals anymore in your games. Yeah, just, yeah, because you know, it's just they're cutting that. Yeah, but but you know what? Like a lot of people bitch about that. Like I I, I should say the internet community. <laughs> bitches about that it's so the, the vocal minority bitches about that um i it pisses me off i mean i used to as a growing well it's it, it is that pure the, nostalgic at, thing but at know? the same time nowadays you don't need the manual because well, there's in-game tutorials yeah. or there's like at least a menu in the game that says hey this does this and this i had a routine know. until i was like 15 and that's you buy a game or you run a game you take it home you play it for two hours you probably ate a lot of pizzas and now you have to poop so you get the game manual and you read it while you're pooping. <laughs> and I can't do that now because that piece of paper that it's that's in there says it gives me the warnings about epilepsy and that's it. Yeah. So for, from that standpoint, uh, it's not, my pooping is not as informative <laughs> as it used to be when I buy new games. It, but it's not I mean, it's not making or breaking it. It's yeah, just it's... a sign of, of the times, I guess. And it's just I think for people who are nostalgic like me for you know, just the way things were. And it just sucks to see the game manuals. It's just, it's, it's one step closer to the digital future. Yeah. Pretty much. Which can eat my dick. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm all for digital games. I, I mean, I am, um, I'm for digital games. It's just the, the retail games. And the, the, the I don't think retail, I, I don't think retail games are going anywhere anytime soon. Um, no, I don't either. Just but. because there's a big portion of the country that will not download a game or don't know how. Yeah. Or, you know, or don't have a high-speed internet connection, yeah. um, which is kind of crazy in this day and age. But you know, there's areas that don't have coverage yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, so that's that list. So, how so, about those Mets? How about them? And oh, that's my phone listening at me. Jesus Christ, Tim! Oh, well, I it's called mute. I thought I muted it, but anyway. <clears throat> um, what? God, you had something else to say before we? We'll make this happen. Oh yeah, yeah. We're 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 not we're not quite to the Halo cast yet. What is that? What? What else is there? There is nothing else. We're gonna talk about Halo. Okay, now. good. Um, all right. So, Halo Four, as I said, came out. Halo Four 
Did it? Did it, it did. come out? It, it, it came out? I'm pretty sure um, it did. I'm pretty sure that's why my eyes burned. That's the one that was executive produced by Jay-Z, right? I believe so. Maybe. Halo 4? Yeah. No, that's that's actually NBA 2K13. I was joking. But, I wasn't oh, serious. really? That's yeah, a, man. You were joking too, right? But, no. What? Yes. <laughs> Let's talk Possibly. about Halo 4. What is happening right now? Um, so Halo 4. Uh, great game. We've both completed the campaign. We just beat it today, just so we could talk about it, that we're not going to spoil anything, much yeah. to my dismay, because I want to talk about the story. But um, I, you know, I sang its praises, and I do have some criticisms now Now that now that all the dust has settled. Yeah. Uh, but we should just go, you know, bit by bit and talk about how we feel about the different parts of the game. Now, first, the campaign, which has always been a really important part of Halo. How did you feel about the campaign? I love the campaign. I had a lot of fun playing the campaign. Um, they, there's a lot of there's a lot of vehicle sections, um, yeah. but in Halo, the vehicle parts have always been well done and a lot of fun to play. So that that kind of stuff I didn't mind. It's not like a game like, for instance, Medal of Honor Warfighter, where a lot of the vehicle stuff seems just tacked on yeah. and, and not good. Um, I mean, Halo is the is the game for it, it put vehicle combat like on the yeah. map as a component of, of shooters and so it, it's expected i guess for the vehicle part of halo to be you know pretty tough and, and, and for the, the for the, and for the first time you you actually have some new vehicles like you have the mantis yeah. which is the big ass mech which makes um, it, i mean being that it's a reboot of the series right. you know they probably they wanted to cut their own mold with it and and for the and, first um, time you actually drive a pelican yes which is kind of yeah awesome. yeah it was it was pretty cool um <laughs> um yeah, I, I like the Although the, the the plane thing at the end annoyed the crap out of me. But see I did that first try with like no trouble. See, like there was a there was a point where I couldn't tell where the opening was, so I kept mm-hmm. wrecking like a bunch of times until I But I was trying to rush through it too, so yeah. that, Well uh, I, I did enjoy the campaign. I think it's um they're obviously it, it's a nod to, to each Halo, like yeah, like individually, you know, like the the second level when you land on the planet. Everybody knows Requiem is the planet you land on. It's the fourth yeah. world. It's so obviously a reference to that level on Halo One when you crash land on Halo and you walk yeah. out and you see that big view. Yeah, and even right after you see the view, you get in the Warthog and you're you're driving through all these caves and Cortana's talking to you. It's exactly and 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 let me just say this: like Halo Four looks amazing it's a very pretty like that game it might be the best looking game as far as both art direction and graphics that that i've seen that exists yeah um i mean it the fact that they're doing this on an xbox 360 um and they didn't have to have like have you install textures like like medal of honor or battlefield as you do yeah yeah um and which which is amazing um what seven-year-old technology now it's very um, very which which is super impressive and it runs smoothly well unless you're trying to do an online campaign yeah the the, Um, uh co-op does have some issues i'm I'm sure they're going to work out yeah they'll probably fix that yeah but as of right now if you are going to play co-op in this game i recommend um only doing system link or or split screen yeah split screen or system link but um i've only had one person i played co-op with so far that it didn't lag um and even then, it did dropped here and there. And yeah, there were spurts of it. But um, yeah, both times I tried to play co-op, it was it was kind of laggy. Yeah. So, um, but each I feel like each mission kind of is a reference to a mission in another Halo. 
like like it, it's trying to plant the seeds, like remind you of those games, and, and as as its way of saying like yeah, we're carrying the torch, and, and um, so I, I dug the campaign. Yeah, I, I feel like it was a little bit too short. Um, I can see that, but it's it's I would say it's longer than most shooter campaigns. It is, um, especially it's, nowadays. It is, but um, it's not longer than most Halos. I think it's right. probably the shortest Halo campaign. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Which, be I mean. I don't know. It, as I'm saying, as I'm thinking of all the other things that, that bother me about the game, like um, the fact that there, there's no scoring in the campaign. Yeah, that's, it's a weird thing to take out, especially because they still have the skulls. So yeah. basically, like, what's the point of having the They're skulls? Just there for They're sure. just there to make the game harder, which if you're not doing scoring, it doesn't really make sense it's to make the game for harder, pride, except for, yeah, like, it, um, it just, it, it's it's like they only have the skulls so that they can give you new weekly and daily challenges to use the skulls <laughs> to get experience. experience and stuff. Yeah, and it's... Um, but just that little thing right there that's having that scoring gives so much longevity to yeah. something like like the campaign. People will keep constantly keep going back to replay a level to beat their old score. And to take that out, it's it, it's stupid, stupid decision. Especially when your campaign is so short. Yeah. You know, that's when we can breathe so much life into that campaign for so long. Like, I, was, I was still playing Reach's campaign here and there. Yeah. You know, years after the fact. But, um, yeah, so that was stupid. Uh, and then on top of that, to remove the... Not only did they remove the campaign scoring from a short campaign, yeah. they removed Firefight Mode. Yeah. Which was the other thing that gave it that longevity now. Because every game now... Every right, now, major... now, if they would have removed Firefight but made Spartan Ops customizable, I think I would have less of a problem with them removing Firefight. But the fact that Spartan Ops really isn't customizable, yeah. um, it, it definitely hurts that. I feel like, you know... Horde mode was or, or uh, firefight. I'm sorry, was an answer to horde mode. Yeah, and Spartan Ops. I don't think if the, the dots aren't that far apart, is an answer to like the Spec Ops mode. Yeah, from, from Call of Duty. And I can see how they saw it as another way to kind of cut their own niche in this in this universe. Yeah, and they're, and they're trying to you know tell more of like a side story it's, after. Yeah. It's like um, ODS, another little ODST, right? Just game. inside the game, which which is cool. It is cool. Um, and then like the video that they have for the first episode and stuff. That stuff's cool to see. And yeah, but and people love Horde mode. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of people who are like, man, I can't wait for the next. That's why Spec I said Ops like if, if they had the base missions you could do, but then also make those missions customizable yeah like like i played through the first one on the first section of the episode yeah um today on legendary i did and, too and it was uh and i i beat it but there's no way that you're not gonna beat it it's just how long it takes you to beat it like, there's like even on legend there's no there's no penalty for dying it's so bare bones like there's no penalty for dying so you, as soon as you yeah die, you, you just keep up. respawning and respawning yeah. and respawning and respawning vehicles respawn yeah you i mean like everything just hill. yeah like everything just keeps respawning and it's like there's no penalty for doing bad on so, top of that there's also no scoring in spartan ops right so there there's no reason not to play it on legendary yeah unless so you only have like a few minutes in which case play i don't know no yeah and, and legendary for that doesn't really do anything but make it more annoying yeah because as soon as you die you get right back up and then you just it's kind of like the bioshock thing where you keep dying and you pop back up in the white chamber rot and crack that big daddy with the wrench until it dies and you just yeah. keep you know yeah um so spartan ups is as of now for me 
uh, kind of a failure in this game. It, it just it Spartan Ops has good ideas, but those ideas aren't fleshed out fully. And and the fact that most of everything else in Halo is so customizable, yeah, that it's something it, that's so cut and dry. Right. Yeah. It's so. it's it's very bare bones. Yeah. More than anything, um, I think the problem with Spartan Ops for myself is that it is replacing. Firefights, which if Firefight was still there and then you had the Spartan Ops, I could forgive everything else. Yeah. But the fact that Firefight's gone and you have this in its place and this is nowhere near as cool as Firefight is, just no, you know, kind of let down. So, with that out of the way, that is pretty much the only gripe that I, I think I have. Major gripe that I have. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say fantastic. so too. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about the story a little bit later, but first we should talk about the multiplayer, um, which we've. I played. The, the, the multiplayer. It doesn't do anything new, but no. it it takes it basically takes the best parts of Call of Duty, like the only good parts of Call of Duty, <laughs> and, and meshes them with Halo's gameplay because the Halo gameplay is still pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, but it, you know have loadouts uh, that you can customize your primary weapon, your secondary. You have basically different perks and stuff as well, like tactical packages yeah. and that that you, that you can take. The biggest um, change I think is the fact that there are no. We talked about this a little bit last week. Um, but that was before we played it. There are no weapon spawns on the map. Right. When you first drop into a map, some maps do have like a, uh, weapons that pop up on the map. But yeah. they, don't, they don't respawn at that point. So yeah, there, there's not like there, a sniper uh, spawn or a rocket spawn. And, you know, pre- previous Halos, every single one of them, they were all about that, you know... About getting to the power weapon and controlling the power yeah, weapon yeah. and taking a certain point of the map and controlling it. And so when it respawns, you grab it again, you know? Yeah. That, that, it was all about holding those points, where now it's much more just fighting on the go. And yeah. Much more... I mean, it, it's... Yeah. It, you have more firefights, basically, in different parts of the map. Yeah. So you utilize the map more. Um, the, I mean, the action flows, I hate to say it, but like a Call of Duty basically yeah Call of Duty is about like holding positions on the map that are defendable um, and it kind of takes a knot a, a knot from that which yeah. is an improvement so it, it kind of <laughs> yeah it, more than anything this is kind of showing all the things that Call of Duty Call of Duty does right right uh, as you said when we were just about to start talking um, yeah pr- pretty much the only good part of Call of Duty is now in Halo yeah which uh, I, I don't shit all over Call of Duty because the it is a solid it has a solid foundation it's just it, it, it lacks not. at this like the last time they really really innovated yeah. was probably Call of Duty Four when they added the perk system. I guess I'll say it like this: it's not the um, core design of that right. game's fault. Yeah, it, like it, it's they, it's they not a bad it. game. It's just they keep making the same one. It's a very quality core that they keep putting out. You're right, not really adjusting. But I'm not going to hold that against what is a really well done first-person shooter like like the core mechanics of that game are completely so solid yeah I, um, i'm just not interested in playing that game anymore i'm not either to be honest it's it gets stale whereas halo still feels feels fresh even even yeah. after like because like i said the the core doesn't really change it still feels like halo it's just um, it, it's it's reinvented right it's like it's yeah. refreshed i should yeah. say not reinvented um I mean, the maps are pretty solid. They're, they're not. There aren't I mean, as many instant classics. I think with this. Yeah. With this one, but. But um, then again, you have like the forge mode and stuff, and I'm sure they'll throw yeah. more stuff in, like they did with with Reach. Right. Um, uh, and they've already they have the War Games map packs coming out already. You can buy the season pass, or if you have the limited edition, you just get that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it ties into um, 
the story in a way. The war games, it's supposed to be like the simulation for the Spartans, I mm-hmm. guess, where yeah. they're fighting each other, which I guess is kind of cool. I yeah, it that makes sense. They, they just kind of makes sense from a story standpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, that, that's one of the other complaints I have with it is. Well, we'll talk about story here in a minute, but <laughs> I, I have a lot to say about story. Yeah, um, but but the multiplayer is it's fun as hell. I, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I want to play it right now. Like, I really, I really enjoy the multiplayer in Halo Four. It's, I mean, you you like Halo multiplayer, but you never really stick with it. Do you think you're going to stick with this one? We'll see. Because <laughs> I mean, I know like. I mean, I love Halo multiplayer. Yeah. Like, I fucking man. I mean, um, if there's any multiplayer game I end up going back to, like Halo. from time to time, it's always Halo. Yeah. Um, which there's not really any other game that I end up going back to like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it. I was just thinking how like earlier today, like how long I've actually been on Xbox Live playing video games, and Halo actually didn't start my first Xbox Live shooter. That was um, probably Rainbow Six or Splinter Cell. Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six Three was my first um, back in back in 03 before Halo Two came out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really my first experience playing an online shooter on Xbox Live. Was it Raven Shield? Was that the? No, it was. I think it was just Rainbow Six Three. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was really good back then. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that and and Splinter Cell did some some cool things too when it added multiplayer. Um, and then Halo Halo Two had online for the first time. Oh my god, Halo Two! Jesus, coming to your house to play that because nobody else had high speed internet. <laughs> just fucking played a lot of Halo Two back then. Yeah, we did. Um, we played a lot of Halo Three. <laughs> um. So what else can we say about the multiplayer? Uh, the weapons, the loadouts, like we were saying, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And the tactical packages. Um, yeah, the ordnance drops. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you... Uh, again, Whenever you get on. so many points, because I'm pretty sure it's points-based, not... It's kills, not, I think. I don't think it's kills. I you think it is kills? points, because there's points where I'll get an ordnance before you do, because I do other stuff. Like, like playing King of the Hill or something like that? Not necessarily that, but, like, if assists I... Like, assist in, like, distractions and stuff. Okay, okay, I, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm um, pretty sure it's points-based. Yeah, but, but what uh, Ordnance is, it, similar to the Call of Duty uh, kill streaks. You yeah. Know, you get, like... Or point, we'll call it, a, you know, points. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you get so many points, and then you you unlock an Ordnance drop, and you get three random things that are assigned to one directional pad on the uh, D-pad. And... Um, you, you see at the top, you see like you can get a sniper rifle or a shotgun or whatever, and you just push that direction and drops right there in front of you. And just to have that, to have that, what could be a game changer, like, yeah. like right at your fingertips when you need it. Um, so if your team is losing and you're like, man, if we just had a sniper rifle and boom, you unlocked a sniper, yeah, it really does make it so you know the game can turn real quick, just with um with with one of those ordnance drops. So you never really feel like you're completely out of the game. And and the new weapons all feel really good. Um well, for the most part, like the scatter shot I like a lot. I love the scatter shot, yeah. The scatter shot. Um, um at, at least in the campaign I liked the bolt shot. Um, cause it's actually it's it's even better in multiplayer. Is it? It's I haven't tried it in multiplayer. It's yet. the um the bolt shot. It's the the Promethean Promethean pistol. Uh, pistol, yeah. And I mean the normal shot, as far as a basically like, you know like a, like a weak pistol shot. Um, but the if you charge it, it fires a close range shotgun blast. Oh wow! I and, didn't even know you could charge it. to, yeah, to yeah. tell you the truth. And and you can unlock it. It's the last pistol you unlock in multiplayer, and it is a pocket shotgun. 
Like if you're standing, that's pretty like, awesome. It, actually, it kills in one hit. Yeah. So, but it only has two shots, and there's a long delay between the shots. It, it is kind of unwieldy. It's not as good as having a shotgun. But on that map that we were playing, it's almost on, like the sawed off from Gears Three. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's very much like that, yeah. Um, but that is my definitely my handgun of choice now, now that I... Especially on close quarters maps and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the new weapons, the Promethean weapons. The saw is my favorite weapon. Yeah, the saw uh, is... I mean, it's it's a machine gun. Yeah, it's it the... Uh, what is it? Self, up. S- uh, self-contained automatic weapon or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Um, but, but the saw, yeah, it's a fully automatic... Uh, it's a machine gun, and it it, it, it you know it's very it very tears accurate. through yeah people. It, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it reminds me of the Vulcan cannon from Gears and Way. I mean, it's not on that yeah scale, yeah, but um, it it's incredibly accurate and it it's really powerful and it, yeah. it's a power weapon is what it is. It's yeah, not something that you, you get in a load or anything like. It's that. almost like the uh, the RP ninety yeah from Goldeneye yeah yeah it, it's in a way yeah. Um, what other weapons are there in the game that we haven't touched on yet? Grab hammer's back, sword's back, shock. All the weapons have gotten cosmetic upgrades, and they're all yeah. looking and sound, sounding their best. Especially. Yeah. The weapon sounds are fantastic. The sound design overall in the game is is, is great. Yes. Which, yeah. it's weird that the, as good, as fantastic as the, as the sound is in it, yeah. it's the best sounding Halo game, maybe the best sounding game I've ever heard. The soundtrack is kind of like... I don't know. I really like the soundtrack, um, but it, it's it's a lot different because it's not uh, Marty O'Donnell. Yeah, doing it anymore. Um, I think I will say this, <clears throat> but I, I thought I thought the soundtrack the soundtrack gets better as you play through the campaign because yeah. the the lat like the last level that yes. soundtrack is so awesome. I was just gonna say that when you're yeah. running up and you're going to put Cortana thing to find yeah. Play. That exactly, song, yeah. that's probably my favorite song in any Halo yeah. game. That song that plays there, you just feel like it's fucking epic. Yeah. And to, so it that does right really there, feel epic, yeah. it does. That song made me think, man, this game soundtrack's great. Yeah. But then if I sat there and tried to think of another song, yeah, you game, really can't. You can't. No. It, the soundtrack is not good. It, it's it, it just it doesn't as a whole. No, but yeah, there are no. There, it doesn't have definitive yeah. tracks. And even if you listen, like there were times when I would take the time to listen to the soundtrack, and it plays at a very low volume usually. Yeah. Whereas right there, it's like sweet. This big sweeping. And it's, mm. you can barely hear the, the sounds of the guns over the sound yeah. at, the, at that point. And you don't yeah. even care because it's such a... Right, because like, it's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, the rest of the game soundtrack is... I'm, it's like, I'm the fucking Master Chief. I want to go fucking this. play it and hear that song again. Like, it's so good. Like, you feel like you're the Master Chief. But the rest of the soundtrack is... It does fall short. And, yeah. And I, I, it, they were in a weird position where they're trying to cut a new identity yeah they're, they're trying honest. to reinvent themselves while staying true to halo yeah it, it's um, hard to do that to, to make something your own without you know betraying it right. without going too far um i think they should have gotten a better name in in composing to, to you know but having said that the guy obviously does have some talent because he made that one song yeah that's so good so if the <laughs> next game could just take a nod from that yeah. and be like pretty much that song the whole game like I'll be totally which which I'm very curious about the next game like Halo 5 like because you know it's going to be on the next next hardware yeah it's going to be on the next Xbox yeah um, and as good as Halo 4 looks on an Xbox 360 yeah imagine with the technology that's going to be in the next one how much better it's going to be. I was talking to somebody, a uh, buddy of mine used to work, work at Best Buy with me. He, he and I were playing a co-op this morning, and um, he, I mentioned, like, I wonder, you know, is Halo 5, because there are CG cutscenes in this, yeah. and they look fucking like Yeah, they do. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, if Halo 4 looks this good at the end of the 360, well, the next Halo, when it finally comes out, probably in the middle of that, well, maybe toward the beginning of that life cycle. Pro- probably, like a probably a couple of years from now. Yeah, that's what I'm So guessing. probably 2014, I would yeah. say. 
Uh, is it um, going to look like those cutscenes? How yeah. close is it going to get to that, basically? Um, what else can we say? So, yeah, soundtrack. Kind of yeah. Good, except that one song. Yeah, that one song so is good. really great. Um, and that's probably why I, like... Like, said that I really enjoyed the soundtrack because, yeah. like, I just beat it right before Dude, we, the whole time we did this the game, podcast. Like, and... I can't wait to do the podcast so I can talk about how lame this soundtrack is. And then that one song, but I'm like, dog, the soundtrack shit. is so good. I wanted that level to never end. God damn it. And I remember, I actually, I watched uh, Jaeger play that part. Yeah. And he died a lot. <laughs> and so I got to hear the song too. a lot. Yeah. I, see, I didn't. I played right. I fucking buzzed through it. But. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he he's not that good at it because he see I dying and I died a lot because throughout a lot of the game I kind of I ended up using a lot of shortcuts where like I wouldn't fight when I like didn't need to yeah so like I would just like make my way through stuff and just you know were you playing on heroic or normal I was playing on heroic okay because uh, Jaeger played on normal I played on heroic as well and I never really had any trouble with it um but there were points where i just like if there was an option to fight or just like go move forward i would just move forward forward. yeah it depends on what what you're fighting at the time like if it's a bunch of wraiths and ghosts yeah with that i'm just gonna go yeah there were definitely moments like that where i just like i'm just gonna keep going but i like fighting the prometheans which we may as well talk about the prometheans they are um this is kind of where I, it gets into that territory where i don't want to talk too much about it but i do want to kind of well i i think they're pretty are they the forerunner I think, or are they constructs of the like the? I think, I think they're constructs. But see, Halo Four. I feel like Halo Four asks a lot of questions and maybe doesn't answer. Yeah, them. it doesn't answer enough. Um, like we're fi- we're getting like one, story by the yeah, way. Yeah, like one of the big things that it doesn't talk about, and you can find out this information like elsewhere. Yeah. Um, like in the books and stuff, apparently. Um, which I haven't read any of the newer books, but I've only read the old ones too, actually. Yeah, so. but. They don't really talk about why you're fighting the Covenant again. Um, the books do go into detail about that. You said apparently. Um, I mean, they do. They, there's like one moment where they kind of like half mention it. Yeah, it's at um, the beginning. She says he's like four, it, a lot can happen in four years. And, yeah, and that's all you hear about it. Yeah, but if you if you watch the first episode of the Spartan Ops video, they go more in depth. See, I, I, why, I watched but, the video and I don't. I didn't pick up as to why they're fighting the Covenant. Well, they they were talking about how they think there's a god on that planet, which would be the die, the die deck. Is that why they're fighting the? But the, why are they fighting the humans again? Because you're trying to stop it. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I think that's one of the the parts that falls flat. I feel. I think it's like there's not enough. There's not enough background to it. The didact. He is the the forerunner. The actual. He's a forerunner. He's an actual organic. He's a yeah. a creature that you meet. He's a forerunner, and he is the villain of this game. And he's not really well developed. fleshed out. He kind of just yeah. he falls out of a globe and he picks you up with this telekinetic power, and then you're chasing him. And then at the end of the game, you, you know you meet him. Um, yeah. yeah. That part of it. Having said that, you know the story itself. In a plot sense, doesn't really it, that didn't really sell me. But the personal story, yeah, like the John's story, yeah, the story between Cortana and the Master Chief is really good. It's it's more if you look back, this is it's what I it's probably the most human story it, that the Master Chief has ever had. Right. There's this really awesome moment toward it's well, it's about three quarters of the way maybe where Cortana she's going rampant, which is uh, she is eight years old 
And when AIs have existed for seven years, they start to go into rampancy, which is where they're, they're thinking themselves to death. They, they have yeah. too much information. And there's this part where she's talking about how she's going to go rampant and expire and die. And she says, they'll probably give you somebody like me. You know it's not me, though, right? And it's just this, this crazy, like, questioning her own mortality and wanting yeah. some wanting to have meant something to somebody. It was, like, the most poignant moment in any Halo game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think the personal story between Sheaf and Cortana is is definitely it's the best they've done in a Halo game it's the best it's the best part of the game yeah I would that, agree with that yeah. too yeah now I'm out of breath <laughs> but I want to talk about um and this could get boring <laughs> but I want to talk about how the st- how storytelling in this series has changed because when you go back to Halo 1 and let me get a drink <laughs> Halo 1 story what was Halo 1 story Halo um, 1 story, what, what was the strength of Halo 1's story? It was all about discovery. Yeah, it was, it was about, about discovering the Halo, like, you know, every, landing on Halo. Happens, yeah, yeah, you're finding out as you go. Yeah. Like, I'm on a spaceship. I'm, gonna, I'm an awesome guy in a, in a spacesuit. Look at me. Yeah, and it's... I, can, I can flip tanks. <laughs> and, then you, <laughs> and then you crash land on this world, and you look up, and you see this fucking ring, and you're like, oh, my God, and it's then, like a ring you know, world. finding out the, you know, when the flood happens. And, yeah, I mean, you know, every all step stuff, of, it's, it's all about that, like, what is happening? Where am I? Why are there zombies now? Yeah. And, but you ne- it never really answers any questions. Trevor's yeah. going to get a drink, so it's just, just me now. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, guys. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't ask any big questions, it, it, and it doesn't feel the need to answer any big questions. It is basically uh, a sci-fi action movie. You know, there's aliens, we're killing them. Oh, now there's zombies. Why do they want this ring mode? Oh, it's going to blow everything up and kill everybody in the universe? We better stop that. Let's blow it up. We did. Let's go home. That's Halo 1's story in a nutshell. Yeah. Halo 2, you know, Halo 1, it, it, it could have gone... Do you have any more of that? Oh, come on, it's Gamefield. Come on, yeah. Halo 2, in a way, you could look at Halo... I mean, Halo 1, they weren't for sure, sure if it was going to be successful. And so I don't think Halo's universe was developed when they wrote the Halo 1 story. Um, and then when Halo 2 comes around, they're like... You could almost look at it as if to say, thank you, Halo 1 is an outline for Halo 2. Like, every part of Halo 1 that you wonder about, they address it in Halo 2. The Covenant. Yeah. Why are the Covenant trying to kill the humans? You find out. Where'd the Flood come from? You find out in Halo yeah. 2. Um, what else? They give you, you know, they give you all the backstory with the Prophet and, yeah. you know, and the parts that you play as the Arbiter gives you more of a background into that stuff. It's and, like night and day. Yeah. The way the story is told in Halo 1 versus versus 2. Mm-hmm. It's still not very character driven. They, they give you like... No, it's always, it's always been more universe driven instead of character driven. Yeah, it's all about like the, these, the, the factions moving around, not yeah. so much the characters within them. Right. And they give you like Johnson and Miranda Keys and stuff like that, but they're not really characters. Yeah, they're, they're caricatures, I think. Yeah, they're like... I mean, Sergeant Johnson's there for punchlines. For comic relief, yeah. yeah. And so when he dies, and we're getting into Halo 3, Halo 3 was supposed to, is the payoff. It's the final part of the trilogy. It wraps things up. Yeah. Halo 3's story isn't that memorable. No, not really. Like, I mean, it, it's supposed to be the big... I haven't played it since it came out, and I don't um, really remember it I played as it a much. couple times after. I mean, it is awesome to play, because we, we forgot to mention the Arbiter. He's yeah. my favorite part of Halo 2. I like yeah. the Arbiter better than... Oh, Halo yeah, the, the Arbiter's missions were really fun. And the Halo 2's campaign, as much as people shit on it back when it came out, and, and to this day there are weak parts of it, it is, it does, it, it's not that bad to go back and play it now. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the story itself, it has a very good story, but it actually... I like it better now than I did then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then Halo 3, you get to play as the Arbiter and the Master Chief fighting side by side, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
and then you know you destroy the grave mine, and then the two characters that introduced that were humans that you know Miranda Keys and and uh, what's his name Johnson, yeah, they both die, and it's yeah. not that big a deal. Um, it sounds mean, but, it, but it's, but it's, it's kind of not because they, they were more, you know, background ancillary yeah. characters. But that, it's a sign that of, of how the game told the story that characters weren't important. Right. And it, it was all about it was all story. about the conflict. And yeah, the, exactly. You know, Whereas Halo 4 and fighting for Earth and yeah, you know, saving the world and Halo 4 is the opposite. Yeah. There, I would agree. Know, yeah. It, it kind of takes the Halo 1 approach to what's happening. Yeah. You know, you're fighting these freaky robot forerunner things. You don't really know why. You don't really know who this didact is. He looks like a, a Turian with Down syndrome. Um, he does, if you think <laughs> he about does. it. He does. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and, but, it, you know, you don't really know what's going on, but you're really interested in the characters. And that's something that Halo One didn't accomplish. Yeah. She didn't really care. I mean, you, Master Chief was cool, and Cortana yeah, was in your head. Yeah, you didn't know who they were. Another right. thing I forgot to mention: Halo Three. Halo Three. You know, the strength of Halo One discovery, the strength of Halo Two, uh, elaboration probably yeah. to, to fill in all the blanks that Halo One, you know, left left for them to fill. I guess if if one was successful, Halo Three was all about I think nostalgia. You know, like looking yeah. back on the series, what made it great, and then like the best part of Halo Three is when you get to the end and you put Cortana in your head, and she says, um, "Keep your head down." There's two of us in here now, which is the first thing she says when you put her in your helmet in Halo One. Like I felt yeah. goosebumps when I heard that, um, and then Halo Four takes that a step further with this idea that Cortana could die, even though she's you know she's an AI and everything. Yeah, but just the way it handles that personal story and 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 there's times when they're, they're questioning like what they're machines and are they, are they considered people yeah it goes to such a deeper personal story that the other halos when you compare them to, to how those other halos handle the, the character part of it yeah they like they didn't even scratch yeah. the surface they didn't try they didn't really go far at all and this game is very it, good it can also go to show even how the game industry as a whole maybe has matured because um, game stories are getting better That's true, and more yeah. fleshed out um, as as we go along. Because you know, back when Halo One came out, it wasn't Halo One wasn't about like the story. Like the stuff that the happens is good. cool. Well, yeah, like was, that stuff but... is good. But you know, it's it's your almost more, cookie guess, cutter sci fi. Yeah, it was more of, of the telling and the way you. Yeah, and it was things. more it was more about the way it played and yeah. you know the interactions in that way. It and, was the, the, people talked about Half Life and how Half Life you're organically just you're you're experiencing the story as you right. play it. And Halo One kinda had that. There were still cutscenes but for the yeah. most part you're experiencing it as you play it. And I think that's why people actually said that it ripped off Half Life a lot of the time. Mm. Um which if you look at the flood and the head crabs, you can kinda connect yeah. those dots. But um I like they're both really good games for their own reasons. Uh we completely skipped over Reach, which <sighs> see if Reach I liked I like the story in Reach, um, but you knew what was going to happen, especially since, I mean, it was a book first. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't um, hold that against it necessarily. No, like, but... I just feel like it created this squad of these Spartans, and it was just really... But it still didn't really flesh those Spartans out, so no. you, you didn't have, like... You didn't care about those Spartans, not not like you care about the Master Chief, right? Um, just because you haven't played with them for like three games and, and, it's and that crazy. sort of thing. And think about how much you care about the Master Chief with what little you know about the Master Chief. He's yeah. you know he's you with a gruff robot voice, mm-hmm. not a robot voice. He, he's Steve Downs does the voice, and nobody yeah. will ever do it better than he does. But um, 
he's just this minimalist character that, that by the time when you're playing four, you, you realize how much you care about the chief and Cortana. It could yeah. be that I've been playing the game since I was, how old was I in 2001? It was like 11 years ago. <laughs> right? Like I was like 14 maybe or something like that. I was a kid. Yeah. I've been playing it since I was a kid. Um, and, and yeah, Halo 4 really, it, it hits home. You know, it, it's, it's a deep, I mean, the, 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 overreaching the plot like like the the main plot doesn't really go into much depth like i said but the character part of it if they can maintain the depth that they go to with that throughout the rest of the series as they answer all the questions and i hope they do that, and that there asks. there's also one one thing that they did that was awesome and i encourage anyone especially if you're a halo fan even before playing halo 4 if you haven't played it the forward on the dawn is watch you're... forward on the dawn um if you can see it and it's and it's glorious like a full movie mm-hmm. it's really really excellent can you watch it for free on waypoint i'm not 100 percent sure because be i, want cause I got it with the limited edition i want to place in it there's a thing on there for halo waypoint forward on the dawn but it's like 3200 points okay is that just the movie for 3,200 points? I don't think, because that's pretty Two expensive. Bucks. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that would be. Um, I want to watch it, but I don't yeah. pay 50 bucks to watch it. You know, so. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's super well done. And Lasky's like the main character. Yeah, Lasky's the main character. You you find, basically, you find out what happens with him and how he, he, you know, he rises up to become what he is in the game. Yeah. And you find out what happens when the Covenant first attacks. Um, it's... Like the Is he effects in the SD, are by the way or no? No, he's not. He's not. Okay. Um, but like, oh man, like it, like the the story, the characters, like the effects. Mm-hmm. Like there's you know some scenes where there's like they have elites in camo, like in it's a live action movie, and it's freaking amazing. It's live action. It's live action, dude. I didn't know it was live action. Yeah, it's oh, really it good. Like the, the cuts and like the fact that like they could just. Like if if a studio just got behind like a big budget Halo movie, how yeah. awesome it would be if they gave the people that wrote this and Halo Four, Doesn't like if they gave them the reins, like yeah. to just write the movie and do a movie, like they could do something really amazing. Like Forward on the Dawn is super well done, and like anybody who likes anybody that likes it's the sci-fi Halo movie that we were waiting for that we didn't get exactly. Like you don't you don't even need to be a Halo fan to watch it, mm-hmm. um, and you'll still like understand what's going going on and and enjoy it because it's it it's you, a really good sci-fi movie doesn't it sick that peter jackson and neil blomkamp the guy who did district time were this close to making it i know movie. and That's then pull the plug yeah it, it was fox and universal yeah. both of them were funding it like two eat, studios were taking half the funding like eat a dick like <laughs> and and after district nine came out and you saw that movie and how awesome it oh, is it's still it's my favorite sci-fi movie yeah like day, and, like. and it's it's a shame. It's a shame that they didn't let Neil Blomkamp do a Halo movie because he would have done a fantastic and it job with that. Been so successful. So yeah, that's their own like it's their own damn fault. Yep. Um, but and it was really well done. And I, I, I'm, I would love if they gave Neil Blomkamp the new Star Wars movie. Oh, I was just gonna say whenever you're talking yeah. about that a little bit, um, that would be. He, I, that would be my choice, personally. No, he's my go-to for pretty much anything sci-fi at all. Yeah. Um, 
especially the Halo movies, which I hope eventually he does get a chance to make them. Because I, I mean, you can you can go for for like a Joss Whedon or a J.J. Abrams, or and they'll do a great job with a Star Wars I feel movie. Like they have a unique but Neil voice. Blomkamp, like he he did something special with District Nine, yeah. like like the like the bugs in it. I mean, they felt like real. Yeah. Like real, you know. Like Joss Whedon, he has a unique like perspective and a unique, especially with dialogue. And unique. Yeah, oh yeah, D- Joss but, Whedon's definitely more of someone that you want for for like dialogue and everything. That's why like the the dialogue and stuff in Avengers was so good yeah. and so snappy, and the right. characters were awesome. Like Blomkamp has a unique vision. Like, yeah, to make his something his own, and to give him Halo and say, "Hey, dude." Do go to town on this, you know? I, man, that dude would just like it would be so good. Yeah, but it would um, be. What else can we say about Halo Four? We kind of anything else? I think here. But yeah, I mean, if if you want to know more of the backstory of Lasky yeah, and and everything else, done. definitely watch for it on a ton. It's it's amazing. I th- I think they're also going to release it on Blu-ray if they haven't yet. Um, which I would actually highly recommend buying it. I mean, it's it's an I excellent didn't know it was movie. Live action. Yeah, it's it cutscenes. Yeah, it's live action. It's really really good. So the guy who plays Lasky looks just like the guy who plays Lasky in the game. Uh, not exactly, but they're close. Okay. Yeah, they're they're close enough where you see. Is it have a lot of action? sequences and stuff in it yeah it has a good bit of action and yeah it's 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 really well done fucking hell i really want to watch this now yeah <laughs> we will okay yeah, after this <laughs> wish we'd done that before so we could talk about that but yeah um well something to talk about next week right yeah. from your perspective yeah but well i <laughs> but yeah the other day i was just like i don't know I've, I've been playing halo 4 for a bit i think i just want to watch that movie real quick and then i didn't realize it was like an hour and a half but like it didn't feel like an hour and a half because it's, it's really good um but yeah it was it was really well done like it was it was the biggest surprise that i got while, I haven't heard too while much about checking it, out halo 4 stuff yeah like i i didn't really see much about it i thought they were just like small web shorts and stuff that's what yeah because because like that's what it kind of felt like when they were promoting it on like the dashboard and stuff before halo 4 came out i was like oh well i know it comes i know you get like the limited edition thing with the with the limited edition version of halo 4 and i was like i'm getting that so i'll just watch it when i do that and then and i was like wow it's man like, yeah when i watched it i was like holy crap this is good <laughs> this is really good <laughs> Well, that about that's about it for me in Halo Four. As far as I'm, I can't think of anything else. Um, the story like, that's my favorite part of it is that the Master Chief of Cortana. Yeah, like the, the the character stuff is is excellent. Yeah. In Halo Four, I hope that's um, setting the tone. I I, I hope so too. Yeah. Like it it definitely seems like they're making Master Chief more of a human character that's the, more the whole, so than it that. was all about humanizing and, and yeah I don't I, damn, I want to talk about the end of it yeah but, yeah but, but it's all it's, about the end is so good that you just need to experience it for yourself yeah and, yeah I don't want to ruin it but it is all about humanizing Master Chief and, and making it a more personal story which you know looking back at the other Halos they, they, they were it seemed like they were trying to get to that point mm-hmm. But they couldn't quite figure out how to set that tone within, yeah. the, within the way they were telling the story. And Halo Four pretty much just says, 
whatever, we're going to tell our own story because we want to focus on this yeah. part of it. And that's why I think the rest of the story kind of falls to the wayside. It's not yeah, as Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, you, de- you definitely feel like there's, like, some question. You, you, you'll probably have a lot of questions yeah. about the story. It, I mean, um, it's not, like, by design. It is flawed in the way yeah. that the rest of the story feels kind of just, like, tacked on. But that part of it is so good that I can kind of forgive it. Way, you know? But but overall, I would think, I would say Halo 4 as an experience is excellent. I mean, yeah. it, you can tell that the guys at 343, like, really loved Halo yeah. and exactly. put a lot into it and made yeah. They weren't just guys who were like, oh, we get to make Halo? Oh, this is cool. I mean, like it's... guys who wanted it really badly. Like, they wanted to carry it's, that torch. It could even, I mean, it's... It's tough to say now, but it might be the best Halo game, which is it's it's kind of hard to say. But I, I think the first game's campaign is still to this day probably still the best. Um, but I think just, maybe as an overall package, like not counting Spartan Ops, but it's hard. You know, for, it's hard for me to do that. It's hard for me to say like which is the best overall Halo because yeah. there's the multiplayer and the single player component and they are very different. And then you have the firefights within some and not others. So as a complete package. Um, Reach might still be probably the best value in my opinion just for you get the campaign. Yeah, the campaign just, and Reach was very good. Yeah, the was, story yeah. might have been kind of yeah, but the campaign. But the, the campaign, levels, yeah, the actual that gameplay one, like, and campaign and stuff yeah, was, was great. Good. Although I, I really love, I loved ODST's campaign. ODST's is kind of like the 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 dark horse. Like yeah, the sleeper. like no one, like a ton of people like hated that game. It, and well, I think it, they, I think they didn't like it because you weren't Spartan, you weren't Master Chief, you were an ODST. But the, the, like the Halo fanboys yeah. I think a lot of them I, like the kids especially took issue with it but like in the in the media like the, the yeah. you know, critics they loved it because it kind of took a nod from Bioshock you know you're wandering this abandoned city finding mm. these these clues as to what happened to these yeah. soldiers and it, it, it the music was really good for that part of it and it just yeah. very atmospheric and then just a much more I don't want to say it was a personal story because it kind of t- it hits yeah. the same tone as like Halo Three, right? But no, it was very a very underappreciated campaign, I think. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, I mean, I almost want to try to rank them, but Halo Four is in the running. Like I couldn't yeah. say definitively right now which is the best Halo, because uh, Halo One I, th- I think still probably has the best campaign. It's the longest campaign by far. Um, it's the most varied, I think. You know, the between you know there are a lot of close quarters levels, a lot yeah. of open battlefields. And I think it struck the best balance in the whole series. Well, I think Halo 4, um, most of the big open fights seem to be vehicle-driven, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of the... And the rest of the game is all close-quarters combat. Yeah. And it's good. It, it gets a good balance. You never you never get bored with it. Yeah, I, I, is, I think... I think what, like, one's weaknesses are fourth's strengths and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like In, in a way, Like, the, yeah. the strengths that 4 has are... Are different than the strengths that the first one has. The problem is, like Halo One, a lot of the things that people look that as developers that they look at and see it as a weakness are actually kind of a strength. I think, like Halo One, has a lot of walking across open, open countryside like, yeah. to get to your next objective, and a lot of open battlefields where you're fighting and you don't have a vehicle, and that's, uh, I mean, that was just a lot of fun that never got old for me. And Halo Two, you know, it, it was more. There were some fights in the cities, but for the most part, Halo Two was more. A to B, not really open yeah. fights. It's much more like trying to, to script really action-packed yeah. events. And it, it that, that sense of freedom that made Halo 1 so good was gone. Halo 3 tried to kind of go both ways with it. Um, and it's not very memorable at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I honestly don't remember a lot of Halo 3. Like Reach. In- 
Reach was good. Reach I was the like, most close, yeah. similar to one. Yeah, I think it was very, uh, really varied. Reach, Reach was the best one on the Xbox 360. The best before campaign. before four, but yeah. between Reach's campaign and Four's campaign, I love the story in Four so much. Yeah, that it might surpass. Yeah, and then the fighting the we didn't get to talk much about fighting the Prometheans and, and how different that is from fighting the Covenant. It's it is a lot different. It is. Um, it's hard for me to say between Reach. And, I think Reach's campaign is probably better, but Four's with the story and with all the new stuff. Yeah. I might, I might prefer it. Yeah, this is that Reach is a more solid campaign, but Four is is a more interesting campaign for me. Yeah. Right now, so, um, but yeah, I mean, for what we've said about Halo Four, great game, fantastic, and probably going to be my game of the year. I think. Uh, I like the story. I, I I went into it expecting the story to be really good, and I was disappointed about halfway through, and then by the end of it, I was like, wow, that was better than I was expecting. Yeah. So, and um, and the multiplayer is. <laughs> the multiplayer is the, it's the best multiplayer yeah. that I, I think out there for shooters. Um, yeah. And I want to go play it right now, actually. But All right, so that's Halo 4. Yeah, and uh, that's that's been the uh, the Halo so 4 cast, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I knew it was going to become that once we hit that point. That's what we got to yeah. get out of the way. Yeah, get all that stuff out of the way early. Talk about Halo 4, mm-hmm. which, oddly enough, uh, this may be the shortest podcast we've done. <laughs> Probably because um, we want to go, you know... Yeah, probably because we don't have much else to talk about except for Halo 4. I think it's because we um, kind of want to go either play it or or watch Forward into Dawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we want to go experience more Halo 4. So um, if you guys are listening to this, just just go buy it. I mean, that's that's my yeah. good and honest recommendation. If, if, you you're, any, if you're on the fence about Halo, there's just no jump off and go buy it. Yeah. Um, if you have any interest in Halo at all... It's, yeah, just go buy it. It's, yeah. it's really good. And it, it. everybody should buy Halo. Um, and send if you want to play with us, send us a comment. I'm really good at Halo. Like I'm, I'm so good at Halo. Like man, <laughs> this I'm is like, why I hate Timmy. I'm really good. I really hate I'm Timmy so, Smith. I'm like so good at it. I'm a me, uh, me and my DMR. Timmy, Timmy. That's one more thing I will say. The DMR and the Battle Rifle are both in it, and they're and they're very different. But they they're both good. Yeah, that's they're 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 balanced. Very different right. to handle, but but you know one's not better than the other. Right. That's interesting yeah. They're able to pull that off. Yeah. They awesome. they yeah they absolutely play different and stuff. I it, it, Halo Four is just great. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean it's it's just great. Um, I'm actually probably gonna work on a review. I yeah I am too actually. I'm, um, I got a review for Borderlands in the works too that'll be coming out, but it's gonna be hard to think about Borderlands when I got Halo. Yeah. That's in my brain. So. That's a, that's a tough one, but uh, we'll, we'll also be doing uh, Game of the Year stuff uh, probably towards the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have a lot of discussion on that stuff then, rehashing a lot of the, the games this year. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of them, not as many as in previous years, it feels. It feels um, good. It was, a, it was a light year, yeah. I think, but um, toward the end of the year, it kind of made up for it. You got Borderlands, you got XCOM, you got Halo 4. You got Assassin's Three, which I haven't played yeah. yet. Even did I say Borderlands yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I, um, and there's been a lot of a lot of really good like indie games this year, mm-hmm. like uh, like Hotline Miami, and stuff like uh, FTL, which I really liked on on the PC. It's been um, yeah, games like Torchlight Two that came out. Um, yeah, it's been an okay year. Torchlight Two, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So 
All right. Well, that's so, yeah, uh, guys. Um, check out the check out the slate. Um, it's newly redesigned, and as we do more stuff, um, more stuff will come up on the main page. You can now search through all our articles just by clicking next and previous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really cool slate design, and I there hope you all enjoy that. Now, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very hip and fresh. Yeah. <laughs> How long was this podcast, by the way? Uh, this is an hour and ten minutes. Okay, this is a sign of how good Halo is. That normally we can drone on and on and on for two hours, but right now we just want to get off of here and to go do Halo stuff. Yeah. So yeah, go do Halo stuff. Go watch Forward on the Dawn, and then exactly. go play Halo Four. Exactly. So that's what you should do. With that, see ya. With that, uh, <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>